Hello and welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the Capel podcast, where you can get insights from Capel on navigating the latest trends in the business world. Today we have with us Richard Ang, our very own learning consultant, to share with us on the topic reinventing the leader in you in our new normal. Hello, Richard. Hi, Matt. Richard, thank you so much for being with us. We know that the COVID-19 pandemic really has brought uh, many challenges, but also opportunities for leaders to assess their leadership styles and to grow more effective in these new norms. So where do you think leaders are currently in terms of how they're faring, how ready they are, and how exactly they've been performing given all these new changes that COVID has brought about? I think that's a great question for all of us. COVID-19 came suddenly. Here in Singapore, we just got the news in the middle of January. And by April, we are in circuit breakup. Yep. And that took everyone by surprise, including the leaders, the frontline managers, the supervisors, etc. Uh, for the first time, they have to now work with their employees who are uh, working from home because of COVID-19. Yes. And that poses a, a real challenge because many of us are really not prepared, not trained to do that kind of remote virtual team building mm. or team managing and so I, I see that we do have a long way to go but having said that a lot of leaders today have adjusted and have adapted well to this new climate as well thanks Richard and, and you know you mentioned that working from home really is part and parcel of this new normal and perhaps for some leaders they may be thinking that oh you know what's the big deal my employees used to work in the office now they work at home Really, what are some of the changes, some of the implications and the impact on our employees that leaders would do well to be aware of? That's an interesting question as well, because for many of us, managing people on site tends to be where I can see you face to face, I can interact with you, and there's really not so much of a necessity Mm -hmm. to really interact with you all the time. However, now with the work from home environment, we notice that employees now are on their own. Mm. Individually, they are isolated even from their colleagues, uh, not just from their leaders, not just from their supervisors, their managers, but from one another. And that presents a totally different environment. And some of those things that leaders do well uh, when we are together on site mm-hmm. may need to literally refine as we learn how to work with our colleagues uh, they are now working from home. Yeah, it's, it's a great point, Richard. And perhaps we can dig a little bit deeper on that because sure. even in an office environment, sometimes what you see is, you know, a boss or an employee or, or maybe even employee to employee, we just say, hey, how you doing? Yep. And you say, well, I'm doing okay. And then and then both parties kind of go their way. Yeah, you, you do that all <laughs> the time, right? Yeah, if I pass you by, I say, hey, want to have a cup of coffee? And then we'll just go and have a cup of coffee. I don't remember the last time you got me a coffee. Right? <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Yeah, right? But yeah. now that you want to translate that kind of practice onto um, yeah. a remote working arrangement, what are some practical tips you have for, you know, whether it's boss to employee or even employee to employee to keep those kind of bonds strong? One of those challenges that we'll face is that leaders need to shift the way that they are thinking about how they will lead their teams. Right now, people are working virtually. So your only connection is really a virtual platform, whether it is Zoom or Webex or Teams meeting, etc. It is, in a sense, even though there's face-to-face, it is so unreal. That connectivity uh, of being real is not there. And one of those challenges is this. Mm. 
before this, you probably don't know about my family. Even as colleagues, you, you won't know how many people are in my family. You won't know whether I have a multi-generational family here with my parents or with my children. You won't know whether I am living alone mm. and therefore uh, with working sure. from home, yep. I, I'm even more isolated than ever before. And so for the first time, leaders, managers, supervisors have the opportunity and window of opportunity into the lives of their people. Mm. I wonder whether we can build a better relationship even during this period. Can we have a better understanding of where our staff are in their home situation and not assume that it is business as usual? People are working alone or they are working without the necessary resources as in the office, you know, your equipment like printers or Wi-Fi or the, the data that you need, etc. And people are struggling to connect to get their job done. Mm. I wonder whether as leaders and managers, we understand those individual challenges, as I mentioned, because each work from home context is different and unique to that stuff. Would you agree? Definitely. I think that's that's a great insight you've, you've helped us uh, uncover, Richard, which is really being able to understand that, you know, once work enters a work from home environment, there are a lot of these other factors which previously may have been very invisible or perhaps not had as much of an influence on the worker yep. as they do now. Yeah. Uh, and I think, Richard, one, one thought that many leaders have is that they want to engage the staff, they want to value them, they want to get this information and, if you will, data on how the worker is doing. Um, you know, mention things about, say, their family situation, etc. But because we are also dealing with a home environment, yes. uh, you know, I think some leaders struggle with that balance. How does one continue to engage staff consistently, maybe even more intentionally, to get this information? without being overbearing because you know there's also this balance where you don't want to be overly intrusive especially given that many are working in their homes yeah. it's not always a discreetly professional setting per se so i think leaders are really struggling with that balance yeah, any, right. any thoughts or insights on that richard i think the challenge for all of us leaders will be this uh, we still need to get a job done yes COVID or not there's still work performance there's still the task there's still activities we have customers to satisfy we have things to do now, balancing those needs of the organization versus the needs of our staff who are working alone, isolated. I was reading an article by this National University Health System Mind Science Center. They did a survey mm. and they found that working from home people are more stressed than our frontliners like the healthcare workers. Wow. Yeah, 6 out of 10 compared to 5 out of 10 for our frontliners. And so that stress is very real. I'm thinking aloud. As a leader, I need to get the task done, but at the same time, I need to be concerned for the well-being of my staff. Now, how do I balance that? Perhaps at the very beginning, the leader together with his or her team can set the boundaries for communications. Mm -hmm. Establish an SOP where everybody understood how we are going to connect with one another because now connection is all in, in terms of online connection or using your mobile phone or email, etc we can work out what are some channels of communication that is available to that particular staff, what type of media of communication, whether it's a WhatsApp, a phone call, or they prefer an email, given their, their family circumstances. At what time would they prefer to acknowledge the request, etc.? Now, I'm talking about 
uh, normal business requirement. Of course, the SOP will probably cover if a staff have an urgent request, if the bosses have an urgent request, etc. Uh, how do we handle that? So, mm. for a basic setup of connectivity, I would say communication channels, frequency, type, day and time, etc. of communication should be clearly spelled out. Otherwise, in a workplace, we can mm. call a meeting on Friday after 6 p.m. Okay, but I, I don't think we want to do that online because people have families to take care of. I, I know of a mother who struggled with the two young kids, five and six years old, just before phase two started. Mm. And, and she has to do her work and at the same time has to take care of two very inquisitive, very curious kids who are just wondering, why is mommy locking herself up in the room? They are wondering why they are with their helper uh, when their parents are home. It is really challenging even for parents like this. Even for me as a trainer, and sometimes yes, yes. I, I take a class and I have one young father and, and while he is attending the course, his, his child just came up to him because he, he just wanted to sit on his dad's lap. He wasn't being uh, naughty or he wasn't seeking attention. He just wanted to be present with his dad. Now, as a leader, you have to have that flexibility. Sure. Can you accept that, you know, at some point in that online meeting, suddenly your staff have to be called away to meet a family needs, etc. Are you prepared to be flexible and all that? Mm. Yeah, so I, I guess that, that takes a lot of uh, fine-tuning for our leaders. Yeah, I think Richard, you you know, to, to draw out some of the, the gems of insight that you raised right there, it seems to be that there's there's two really important tensions to be balanced, if you will. What one you mentioned is that, you know, mm. results still have to be delivered. And how we make sure that we still get results done is, well, let's put yeah. in place some structures, right? You mentioned some SOPs that, that have to be yeah. done. And you actually recommended that we get down to the very details, right? What yes. communication channels? Is it email? Is it messaging? What time? I, I think sometimes we maybe underestimate the level of detail we need to go to. We say, oh, of course, you know, uh, of course, we'll keep each other uh, engaged, right? Of course, we'll keep the communication. but. I think what you're reminding us to do is to really get down to that level of detail that makes it, you know, yeah. realizable, right? Makes it actual. It, it has to be different strokes for different folks. Sure, sure. It, you cannot have uh, one structure for everyone. Of course, that framework is we need to maintain that connection, that connectivity, Absolutely. issues need to be raised up, etc. And I need to know the progress without micromanaging you. But that sense of knowing where your staff is sure. and customizing that communication channels for them will be very supportive for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that was really the second insight that you helped us see, which is that while you have to deliver on results, you also need to balance that against the flexibility that this new That's right. uh, situations and circumstances call for. Yes. So the need to yeah. really be open to uh, proposed changes, to customization, even in the way you engage different staff, yeah. given that they are situated in different environments. I, I think it's really a balance there, Richard. And as you were sharing, I think certain words came to mind about you know really what is confronting our leaders here. And you know the words risk and opportunity come to mind. Right? It seems that there are many different possibilities that bosses or employers or leaders could choose to pursue but the extent to which they choose to pursue that the level of detail if you will to take a risk or to play it safe that seems to be a hard decision to make so just wondering do you have any thoughts or insight on really how how much risk or how much opportunity should really be pursued here or do we just hunker down and, and play it safe and wait until things mm. settle down a yeah. bit 
I don't think things will settle down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least for the next one or two years, right? Mm. And even if we do settle down, it will not be back to business as usual. But one of those things that you you raise about risks and opportunities, right? Um, mm. And and I, I guess in this current climate, uh, one of the risks that leaders will have to take is this need to be transparent, mm. to be real. Would you upfront tell your people that business is bad, guys? Our business is not doing well. We are getting hit, mm. and we are unable to meet our target. Even with all of us working so hard, uh, we are unable to pull through the results that we expected. Uh, are we prepared to do that mm. uh, by telling our people that you know uh, there will there may be a need uh, to put people on a no pay leave, and maybe even a worst case scenario in place? Uh, are we prepared to be transparent, to be real, uh, and take that risk? Uh, because you know, immediately when you communicate that, can you imagine um, your your staff start talking among themselves? Yeah, <laughs> even in a in an mm. online world, you probably have rumors starting, right? Uh, yeah, company is going to retrench people and all that, and that that creates even more fear. Already, the anxiety of 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 and the stress uh, brought about by working from home, the isolation uh, is already hard yes. to manage. Can you imagine that job insecurity as well? But think about that. If we are not upfront and if we do not trust our people with that kind of of information that will help them to decide what to do, what will happen will be when things are not going well, and suddenly something happened to your staff, and that will come to to a stage where people have a sense of loss. They they're suddenly told uh, by. By either WhatsApp, and I've I've read in the reports, right, in the newspaper reports that that uh, some some employees are told on the same day by WhatsApp, and and there was even a lady who was on sick leave, and she received a WhatsApp that she's you know retrenched mm. on that day, and and the scary part was there was no reasons given for that retrenchment, and so. If you talk about that risk, I, I think that risk is really how comfortable are mm. we to balance the information that we have to give to our people to help them understand the situation so that they see that we are in this together. And how can we harness that diversity? I, I, I think this is a great opportunity even to harness diversity with the ideas and thoughts from your staff as to how we can better manage the situation. It, it doesn't have to come to a situation where it's either do or die. Right, today's vocal world, we call it mm. volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world. There's no no such thing as a black and white line. There's right. grays among these, and perhaps we can trust our people by taking that risk to find a better solution for everyone. Yeah, you know, Richard, I think that's a great point. Which is because of the uncertain times we're in, it's almost as if the playing field has become a bit more level in terms of who has the best idea, because it's like. Which one of us has been through a pandemic like this before? Yeah, none. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, population zero. So, but maybe you can give leaders and employers an idea of how exactly to encourage that kind of collaborative brainstorming or decision making. Is there some practical ways that an employee, say, might be able to, um, you know, respectfully offer yep. some diverse or different ideas up the management chain? Because at the end of the day, it's still Likely in traditional um, workplaces, that the bosses or the management that has to make that decision. So, what might yep. that process look like? How can I get more involved? Yeah, 
I think one of those things that happens is really the need to not just connect at the head level with our staff, but also at the emotional level. I was reading this article by mm. Forbes, and this article was on Marriott, the world, yeah, one of those top hotel chain. And what happened was the CEO okay. took to a social media. He did a very short video of himself. And by the way, he, he is struggling with a, a terminal illness himself. But he was advised against doing something like that to tape uh, or to record a video message for all the Marriott associates and staff worldwide. Not, not just in the US, worldwide. Now, uh, if you get a chance to watch that video, in fact, it came across as sincere, genuine, real. Because the CEO took upon himself to communicate the challenges of what is happening right now to the organization, mm. what the people need to do to get through, and what are some of the challenges that they face. But one of those things that I thought was very powerful was this. Mm -hmm. He gave, at the end of that message, a sense of hope for the people. And I think that's something that a leader must be able to do. It's not just all about the task. It's not just about getting the job done. Yes, uh, the job still needs to get done. Right. But how can a leader in this crisis right now connect with the people emotionally as well? Because this is an emotional experience. It's stress. It's a change that we all uh, are grappling with. And there's so much things going on. And I, I feel that uh, leaders like uh, Merit CEO did a great job. Mm. And here in Singapore, I can think about our own Singapore government how they connect with the people with genuineness, with sincerity and taking the risk to share what is going on even in the economy. And, and so transparency, the ability to connect empathetically and to be flexible at this stage in our so-called crisis right now will be something that will see the leader through. And I, I believe, I believe this, that when we connect with our people, when COVID-19 will go away, the people will remember that when I most needed it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my leaders were there. They cared and they demonstrated their care. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Richard. Thank we, you, Mark. We're going to close our time here very shortly because that's about the time we have. But I think on that note that you mentioned, you know, it's it's very much in line with what you said. You know, there's a lot of change and a lot of emotion and stress that has to be handled. But I think leaders, when they inspire hope by being transparent, by being open, by continuing to engage their staff, even amidst all the trials, really does inspire a certain confidence and show staff that even through the difficulty of it all, the organization and their leaders are standing by them. So thank you very much, Richard, for all your insights on really uh, you know, reinventing the leader in you in light of our new norms. Thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate your time here with us. Again, this has been the Capel Podcast, so do look out for us on our next cast, which will be about boosting your emotional intelligence in this digital age. We'll see you next time on the Capel Podcast. Bye-bye.